Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Hi ho, hi ho, and welcome to our show. Yes, it's another episode of Max Mike Movies, the show that dares to ask the question, you gonna finish that? Yes. And I know we've had one welcome, but what about second welcome? Well, our second welcome to another in our series, You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me. Or are we still talking to each other? Yeah. Wherein Mike and I attempt to one-up each other, or one-down, if we're being honest, taking turns to inflict, and I mean inflict... Oh, you do. ...the worst movies we can find on each other. Why? Because love is pain. Endless, (laughs) endless pain. Let me show you some love. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your insane-in-the-membrane-like Bane, host Max Levine, and the one curled up in a ball on the floor (laughs) is my chum, Mike Mike Luce, because this week I have chosen to brutalize Mike with the 1995 award-winning movie Showgirls. And he's just as happy as a clam about that, aren't you, Mike? Oh, it was great. I can't (laughs) wait to talk about it. Oh, good. The show. Uh, this movie was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven. I am, by the way, I am not making fun of his name because he may, he is of Dutch extraction. I have great respect for the Dutch. I am making fun of his name because he is Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> I didn't know you could extract Dutch. Is that a, is oh, that a oh, yeah. one yeah, day procedure? Isn't it? Is no, it no, no, no. You have to just you have to distill it over several oh, weeks. That's yeah, too bad. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And Paul Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> apart from this movie, is also known for RoboCop. Basic Instinct, mm. Total Recall, and Starship Troopers. Aha. Uh-huh. I've this seen movie, most of those. Yeah. This movie was written by Joe Esterhaz, mm. also and his protege Carbuncle, uh, <laughs> who also wrote Basic Instinct, but is best known for writing Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. That's Penny apostrophe S, because the main character's name apparently is Penny Slots. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yes? Penny's apostrophe S. From Heaven. Oh, she is from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) So, Mike has seen this movie. I have not. Oh, but you will. You will. (laughs) You when I tell you it. how great this movie is, you'll <laughs> want to see it. Oh, no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm sure I will. I'm oh, sure we kid, but this time I'm serious. Max, you're going to oh. love this film. You're going to love it, and love it, and love it again, and again, and again. <laughs> I think you're lying, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to try to recreate the plot based on uh, the previews I've seen and a couple of internet reviews I'd seen about this movie. So, Nomi Malone, played by Elizabeth Berkeley, is a rogue forensic accountant who lives by her own set of rules. She is on the trail of some tax discrepancies caused by a recently formed LLC taking advantage of paragraph 849301-B19 in the U.S. revised appendix to the tax code um, as regards international um, currency trading. Um, what? I have a question. Yes? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that, that's not the plot of the movie? There is no tax code in this movie! Showgirls. Sure? There could have been some in the no. uh, ashtray and the fireplace. Showgirls. <laughs> okay, then I suppose it's more like, uh, from what I can tell, the plot involves a horribly annoying character 
named Nomi Malone, played by the tall girl from Saved by the Bell, who went on to do absolutely jack after this movie. I wish Nomi that was Mo- true, but that is not true. Oh, no. Oh, there's lots more. Lots, no. lots more. No- Nomi wants what every corn-fed American girl wants, to go to Las Vegas and be a showgirl or a stripper. I'm, I'm actually not sure which. Apparently, it, that's the same thing. <laughs> To everyone's surprise, Vegas turns out not to be the nicest place in the world, and it's full of colorful, dreadful characters that Nomi meets on her way to stardom. But to find success, will she have to lose herself? Oh, and there are lots of boobies. Oh, dear gods. Uh, I, you know, I honestly don't think there are any breasts left in the world because they were all <laughs> used up in this movie. <laughs> Uh, so wait, that's that's you just put it. You didn't read this off anywhere. Nope, nope. That's just me. Um, you are startlingly correct. Oh God, really? Uh, the 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 one sentence. Uh, um, I don't know what you want to call it. The uh, uh-huh. shortened plot on IMDb reads exactly: Nomi, a young drifter, arrives in Las Vegas to become a dancer, and soon sets about clawing and pushing her way to become the top of the Vegas showgirls. Oh, okay. So is that accurate? Uh, aspe- uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So you well, did a very wonderful job. So there must have been really good trailers because actually, this is an, an excellent, excellent film. Oh. <laughs> I cannot well, wait. To it wasn't just trailers. Like I say, I saw like uh, uh, Lindsay Ellis, the former nostalgia chick. She did a whole, I think she did a two-part show on that oh, movie. She should have done three. This film yeah. totally deserves three. <laughs> you have so, no idea. You uh, have no idea <laughs> so uh shall shall i bring up some trivia about this masterpiece if you don't bring up something i'm going to <laughs> well first of all uh this i said this is an award-winning movie and that is absolutely true it it has it swept the golden raspberries or ah. razzies <laughs> the year it came out in 96 it won it was nominated in seven categories it won in every single one Worst picture, worst actress, worst screen couple, worst director, worst screenplay, worst new star, worst original song. There's apparently an original song? Uh, I forget. Ugh. I think that's where the scars healed over. Ah, okay, good. <laughs> and uh, for I had also in, in 2000, it won worst picture of the decade for the <laughs> 90s. And in 2005, it was the 25th anniversary of the Razzies, and they gave out the award for worst quote-unquote drama of our first 25 years, and Showgirls won that as well. Now, is is this, all these awards, this pile of gold, is that why you chose this film? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) This is one of the only movies to sweep the Razzies. And I have to give the, you got to give Paul Verhoeven credit. In '96, when he won Worst Director, he showed up to the ceremony to accept the award. I still don't forgive him. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good film. I can't wait. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. There's a bunch of other stuff now. Um, Paul Verhoeven made a deal with the studio that was unheard of at the time. He would get complete creative freedom, so this is entirely his fault, (laughs) to deliver an NC-17 rated movie from the beginning. Up to that time, the NC-17 rating had never been 
It was always given after a screening of the movie by the MPAA. Now, here is where Verhoeven kind of shot himself in the foot, as opposed to the audience. Uh, the deal... Oh, he, he shoots at us, too. The deal it did include that Verhoeven give up 70% of his $6 million salary and would only receive the remaining 30% if the movie was a success. Spoiler, mm. spoiler alert, it was not. <laughs> so I don't think he made any money from this. Good. Kyle McLaughlin, there was a persistent rumor, said that he, that he walked out of the premiere. And he claimed, <laughs> I sat there and suffered for the whole two hours. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkley was only was only paid a hundred thousand dollars for playing the lead in the film. She's overpaid. I was wondering when a special and yes, this is real VIP edition box set was released in two thousand four. She requested twenty five hundred dollars to be interviewed. They declined. Uh, okay. <laughs> a, a source once told Paul Verhoeven that Steven Spielberg had requested a copy of the movie after the premiere. Reportedly, Spielberg stopped watching halfway through the movie while saying, sometimes I hate this town. Yeah. Well, see, I wonder which one he means. Does he mean Hollywood or does he mean Las Vegas? Uh, I think he meant Hollywood. Okay. Uh, as of 2009, Showgirls is the highest grossing NC-17 of all time. And the only NC-17 film ever to be given wide distribution it was released in 1300 theaters it's about 1400 too many yeah <laughs> i mean it's great 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 film paul verhoeven wanted to direct a sequel called nomi does hollywood however after this film was so badly received nobody would give him a dime mm. now in 2015 paul verhoeven said the film ruined elizabeth berkeley's career he said, Showgirls certainly ruined the career of Elizabeth Berkley in a major way. It made my life more difficult, but not to the degree it did Elizabeth's. Hollywood turned their backs on her. If somebody has to be blamed, it should be me, because I thought that it was interesting to portray someone like that. Well, except that she's got all of these credits. It's mostly TV, but mm -hmm. that's where she started anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's, I mean, her most recent thing is only from 2016. She plays, she's in a, a, a series called New Girl, which I, of course, never have heard of. Oh, so yeah, what? yeah, that's the one with uh, Zoe Deschanel. Okay, yeah. but she's, she, you know, she, I mean, she's got every, pretty much every year she's got a guest appearance. She actually had a bunch of appearances on CSI Miami. Oh, wow. Uh, the L Word, which does not surprise me. Mm -hmm. um, and lots of things. Huh. So she's, she's, she's right, still so working. Still, okay. Just not in, hot, not in movies. They're all, they yeah, all seem to be TV, TV series. Yeah, Hollywood didn't want anything to do with her, yeah. Uh, no. Kyle MacLachlan used a body double. A gee, I can't imagine for what <laughs> scenes. Uh, one week, this should all give you an idea of the classy gentleman that the writer Joe Esterhaz is. Uh. A week before the movie's opening, Joe Esterhaz caused a small controversy during an interview where he called upon young people to use fake IDs to gain access to the <laughs> NC-17 rated movie. Class all the way, Joe! Yeah... Uh, one last thing. This movie was put out by Carol Co. Oh, yeah. yeah. In a 2013 interview, Paul Verhoeven explained <laughs> his motives for doing the movie. He didn't like Joe Esterhaus's initial script and passed on the project in favor of doing Crusade, which we all remember 
based on a screenplay by Wallen Green and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. However, that project fell through because Carol Coe could not afford to finance both Crusade and that wondrous pirate movie, Cutthroat Island. Oh, it had, um, oh man, I saw it. It had yep, yep. Uh, Gina Davis. Uh, Gina Davis in it, yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, Frank Langella. Oh, and <laughs> reprising Skeletor? Right, probably. <laughs> Since $10 million had already been spent on Crusade, and Esther has already re received $4 million for his Showgirls screenplay, Verhoeven felt morally obligated to do Showgirls as a personal favor to Mario Casar to save Carol Coe from bankruptcy. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> no, he did not. Esterhaz's screenplay was extensively rewritten with All About Eve as the main source of inspiration, which is insulting on many levels. Hmm. Verhoeven intended it to be an over-the-top morality tale populated with only amoral characters, except for the character of Molly, with yeah. Las Vegas as a metaphor for hypocrisy and extortion. <laughs> However, these satirical <laughs> intentions were not picked up by the critics who regarded the movie as a simplistic portrayal of American culture. The box office failure of this movie and Cutthroat Island basically caused Carol Coe's bankruptcy. So yes, yeah, did, this movie just helped destroy an entire studio. Did you see the budget on this thing? Uh, I did not. $45 million. Oh my God, and it made about 20 Uh A worldwide cumulative gross... 37 oh. which is still way way and i remember cutthroat island which i remember when i saw it thinking was okay i think i enjoyed it for what it was eh. it was not great it was not certainly not the best of the pirate films um i wouldn't even say it's even a good pirate film but i remember enjoying it for the moment i don't re remember anything other than gina davis's fun which i you know know from any of her other films um that being said, I know that it cost, cost a huge amount of money and it sank quicker than the yeah. ships in the film. So that's that's your trivia. So um, yeah. So now we can talk about this yes. amazingly wonderful upbeat <laughs> film. The Lowdown. Uh, do you have any questions for me, Matt? I do. I got one uh, initially. Are there any likable characters in no. this movie? No. Okay, that was an easy one. No. It <laughs> <laughs> So, my first note, movie starts off with a very cranky young woman and a creepy guy who gives her a ride, movies off to a great start. His name is Jeff, I hate him. Six minutes in, and I hate Las Vegas too. Main character Nomi is an idiot. We're talking the first ten minutes of this film. Ooh. Ten minutes. Oh boy. <sighs> And this, so I'm going to, I have to, I'm going to end up having to tell a little story here. Okay. This film, and one of my notes is that this film is basically like a nasty Mary Sue. Now, Mary Sue is a term that a lot of mm. people throw around. Some people don't know what it means. I decided to go looking it up and was very pleased to find out that the term Mary Sue actually originates from a parody yep. Star Trek story. Yeah, it's basically parody Parody Star Trek fanfic. And I'm going to read that story to you right now because it's very short. And what? it exemplifies, oh, yeah. it oh, exemplifies wow. the word, the term Mary Sue. If you didn't understand Mary to Sue before, you will oh. certainly understand now. I have heard the term. I've heard the origin. I have never actually heard this. I've never read the story about Ensign Mary Sue. And so here, listen and up, folks. <clears throat> lieutenant. I'm sorry. Oh, she was a lieutenant. Oh, I'm surprised you did not know that. <laughs> right. Here's the little story of why we hate Mary Sue. 
Gee, golly, gosh, Glorioski thought Mary Sue as she stepped on the bridge of the Enterprise. Here I am, the youngest lieutenant in the fleet, only 15 and a half years old. Captain Kirk came up to her. Oh, Lieutenant, I love you madly. Will you come to bed with me? Captain, I am not that kind of a girl. You're right, and I respect you for it. Here, take over the ship for a minute while I get so go get some coffee for us. Mr. Spock came under the bridge. What are you doing in the command seat, Lieutenant? The captain told me to. Flawlessly logical. I admire your mind. Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, Dr. McCoy, and Mr. Scott beamed down while Lieutenant Mary Sue with Lieutenant Mary Sue to Rigel 37. They were attacked by green androids and thrown into prison. In a moment of weakness, Lieutenant Mary Sue revealed to Mr. Spock that she, too, was half Vulcan. Recovering quickly, she sprung the lock with her hairpin and they all got away back to the ship. But back on board, Dr. McCoy and Lieutenant Mary Sue found out that the men who had beamed down were seriously stricken by the jumping cold Robbies. Mary Sue less so. While the four officers languished in sick bay, Lieutenant Mary Sue ran the ship and ran it so well she received the Nobel Peace Prize, the Vulcan Order of Gallantry, and the Tralfamadorian Order of Good Guyhood. However, the disease finally got to her and she fell fatally ill. In the sick bay, as she breathed her last, she was surrounded by Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, Dr. McCoy, and Mr. Scott, all weeping unashamedly at the loss of her beautiful youth and youthful beauty, intelligence, capability, and all-around niceness. Even to this day, her birthday is a national holiday on the Enterprise. That I'm is a Mary Sue. I'm sorry. I've got something in my eye. <laughs> I think it's your finger. Yeah. Actually, so, wow. Oh, I would also like to point out there, the male version of this is usually referred to as Gary Stew. Right. Um, so imagine that this film is a Mary Sue film. Okay. Except that you hate her. <laughs> so sort of an... Uh, Anti, sort of bizarro Mary Sue. I don't. Well, here's the deal. So every she's nasty. This character is nasty. She mm-hmm. is not nice to anybody. Ooh. And every time she meets somebody new, they want to do everything they can to help her. What? I exactly. It's like usually Why? Mary Mary Sue is a kind of character that you expect at some point to go. What? I'm a princess too, yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, here they keep, she keeps everyone keeps telling her how talented she is. She isn't, <laughs> and she's just mean to them. And she's just like she throws things, she hits people, and they keep trying to help her get a, a break into oh, wow. the wonderful. Now, I've never been to Las Vegas, and there's not a single show in this movie that I believe is actually playing in <laughs> Las Vegas, because all of them are topless, at least. All of them. Oh, no. Uh, I was in Vegas. It's true. All of them. Penn and Teller, Blue Man Group. <laughs> they were all topless, every last one. And and so, besides the fact that everyone wants to help her get her, her break, because mm-hmm. whatever... Um, we see the the opening show that you know makes her bat her eyes and go, "If gosh, if only I could get a ride of one of those." Um, <laughs> the show is terrible. Uh, the choreography. Uh, I haven't seen dancing this bad since Star Crash: The Adventures of Stella Star. There's no dancing in that. Yes. Oh, actually, that anticipated why one of my other questions. One or two yes. of the reviews praised the dancing in the movie. My question was, <laughs> were they high? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. Everyone's high, 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 high. The, the, so the dancing is uh, terrible. No, oh. it's just there's no there's no uh, what's the syncopation? Oh, um, it's just it's. Uh, do you remember Solid Gold? Sadly, yes. 
Solid Gold is an 80s TV show that mm. had dancing in it. It was mostly, I think it would have was, is they would show like, uh, you know, current music, uh, 80s music. And then they would have the Solid Gold dancers mm. who weren't. I mean, they just, uh, you know, whatever. That's right. They would dance to, to pop. Basically, they would dance to pop songs. It was like going, yeah. to, going to the worst club on earth. Okay, so around that time, I'm, I'm guessing, because thankfully our high school did not do this sort of thing, um, that a lot of local high schools had their own solid gold sort of thing, like yeah. their own you know, uh, competitions or whatever. Uh, that's what this felt like. It really just Ooh. was, yeah, <laughs> it's just bad. Bad, 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 awful bad. Um, so not good is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah, and you're sitting there going, uh, this I just don't believe that this is what happens on Vegas stages. I just don't think that the showgirls do this, um, I, this NC-17 thing. Ah. Um, so, no, I, I the dancing was not good. Praising the dancing. Yeah. Um, was it, what is it, was it this, uh, an old sweaty guy named Louie who usually hangs around the dog race track? Because um, that's the kind no, of person who would... No, according to the uh, review handle, it's a uh, 25-year-old CrossFit athlete, uh, who uh, also won an Olympic silver medal. So, yes, it was some guy in, his, in a basement somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. How is the dialogue? Uh, yes, I had a note on that dialogue, dialogue. Okay. I have to go to the end of my notes here. Let's see. Uh, I had, Well, one of the, the dialogue has, uh, let's see. Uh, boy, this, there's so much to go through here. Oh, dear. Um, man, I had an actual... Oh, the characterization is as tone deaf as the dialogue. Okay. So this is going to be the connected to another uh, thing. So there's all this stuff going on, right? So mm -hmm. she she the first scene is her coming out of I think a motel room somewhere. I don't care where. Nobody uh -huh. cares where. Uh -huh. And she sticks her thumb out, and she's she's an attractive young woman. Okay, mm -hmm. and she is dressed as if Paul Verhoeven told her what to wear. Okay. Um, take that take that how you will she sticks her thumb out and sure enough the third car which is a pickup truck driven by jeff picks her up because quite i mean that's the most realistic thing in the film if somebody was dressed like this and she was standing on the highway somewhere i'm guessing she was actually in nevada i don't know uh sure somebody would pick her up um but yeah so whatever we go through the various other things this is a a las vegas film through and through um we, she starts off in a strip show, although quite honestly, she doesn't really, even though she makes it to the big time, it doesn't really change what she's doing. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, the shows are all topless. All the characters take their stuff off. And it's just like, I don't believe this. This is not, this is not the, what was it, the Flamingo? No, it was Stardust. This is not the Stardust. I don't buy it. They never did so, that on uh, Vegas with uh, Robert Urich as Dan Tana. I well yeah well there's other things they didn't do so we go through lots and lots of plot and there's weird things going on suddenly this is my note suddenly there are chimps but there are chimps yes in, in the okay so are they doing funny monkey stuff well so apparently this Vegas show that everybody wants to get into like this is the the pre dance show 
or something. The yeah. the the fluffer show, if you ah. will. <laughs> well, okay, well, thank you for that image. Remember, hey, this is an NC seventeen film, so yeah. just gird yeah. your loins and get ready. Pucker up, princess. <laughs> um, so suddenly they talk about the fact that there are chimps. It's like, oh, I hate those chimps. The the girls say I, they eat garlic and they have terrible breath and they do other things. But whatever. And you're you're thinking, okay, whatever. It's it's Petey and his prancing chimps or whatever. Uh, and there they are, suddenly near the end of probably three quarters of the way through the film, they get out of their cages and the dressing room of the dancers is full of chimps. <laughs> it's okay, like, that explains a line in the trivia I didn't understand. It said the one? only time the actresses were uncomfortable were with the chimpanzees that would not stop staring at their bare breasts. Well, <laughs> I'm surprised any of the actors were stopped staring because they're just everywhere. It's just, it's head, Headlight City. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, and my next note was, maybe the chimps were the writers. Uh, that could have happened. <laughs> um, also showing up very strangely and very startlingly in this dressing room of the star, ha-ha-ha-ha's, suddenly are two children, two small children, what? aged, say, oh, I don't know, eight and ten. Oh, dear. And they're in this forest of boobage and and foul and monkeys and monkeys no the monkeys had already left oh all right i think wait i think it was just on the tail end of the chimps so you get lancelot link and then you get the audience for <laughs> lancelot link and my note was wait i thought kids couldn't get into an nc-17 film apparently you can you just have to be hired <laughs> um and they serve no purpose we know that one of the dancers has children and apparently like her nanny or au pair or whatever else she had right, that but- day was sick and there's like oh now you know kids be good <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it's like why are they here how could you do this to children somebody call um, social services yeah yeah on this entire production mm. so yeah so is it dialogue yes chimps written by chimps <laughs> wow so yeah. um what parts of the movie made you the most uncomfortable and why um, it's really can be can be nailed down to the the one short time period between the opening credits and the ending credits. Ah, okay, never lets up, huh? No, no. Um, the dialogue literally has all the charm of a tooth extraction. Ooh, there is not one likable character now. And I, actually, I can't answer this question. So you mentioned in the trivia that there is only supposed to be one nice character, and her yeah, name is Molly. Molly. Yeah. Molly is the first character that tries to help Nomi, and we don't know why, because nobody keeps insulting her. Um, and what happens is, and as I said, Nomi's an idiot. So what happens is she gets picked up by Jeff in his pick-up pick up truck. It is not a pick-up truck. It wow. is a pick-em-up truck. Uh, <laughs> she pulls a knife on him to keep him from doing things to her, uh-huh. which on uh, on one hand, good for her because Jeff is a sleazeball. Yeah. But then, being an idiot that she is, when they get to Vegas, oh, all my hopes and dreams... Uh, she's getting out of the truck and he says, no, no, leave your suitcase. My, he's told her that his uncle uh, works in the Stardust as, as a, uh, a, not a greeter, a, uh, a host. And he can get her a job. And he says, no, just leave your, your suitcase in the, the truck and we'll go in and I'll talk to my uncle. When they get in, he says, hey, do you want to gamble? And she says, no. He says, here's 10 bucks, go and gamble. Gives her $10 and then leaves, taking her super valuable suitcase with him. Wow, so brains all around. 
Yeah, so she doesn't figure this out till she's lost the $10. She uh, initially wins something at the slots, and then she loses it all, because that's how Vegas works. That, by the way, that scene where she's uh, gambling, that is the yeah. only scene that's actually shot in Vegas. Really? Yeah. I could actually, in a way, I could believe that. Mm. Um, because, yeah, as I said, I don't believe these these things actually happen in Vegas. Um so yeah, she she wins at the slot, she loses ten dollars, and then like, it's almost like you can see the light bulb, like it's dangling on an actual piece of string over oh. her head. My suitcase, uh -huh. and she runs outside, and sure enough, that the stupid truck is gone, and she's throwing a fit and pounding her hands on this car that happens to belong to this this nice woman Molly, who comes over and tries to help her, and she's shoving and pushing her and 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 saying horrible four letter words, and of course, it's all that Molly can do to calm her down and take her under her wing and bring her home because why wouldn't you sure exactly um molly the only character that is not horrible mm. literally the only character who's not horrible near the end of the film gets raped oh boy yeah wow um it is uh, i just i uh, is it kyle like, mclaughlin no, no, it's not. It's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 uh. so there is this, this star. I don't even remember his supposed name. He's not a real star. He's yeah. just this tall, hunky guy with, with flowing hair. Okay. And he's obviously, like, as soon as they mention him or they see him on a billboard or whatever, it's, you can tell he's going to show up at some point, partially because it's also not nobody real. Right. It's yeah. not like, oh, it's it's Yanni or <laughs> Yanni. Sure. <laughs> he would show um, or, he would definitely show up in a show in a uh, NC-17 movie or Boxcar Willie or <laughs> Sam Fear. Yeah. Boxcar so, Willie was a freak. Yeah. <laughs> so when she's made it big, there is a party a, that's being held, that's being thrown by Kyle McLaughlin, who is. Yeah. I hated him in Dune, and he's given me no reason not to hate him here. Um, so they throw this party, and, and, and this guy, whose name I can't remember, is going to be there. So she gets her friend Molly to come. Even though she has treated Molly like crap numerous times, uh, she gets Molly to come. And they get there, and the guy is all over Nomi. He's like, oh, yeah. I, I, he just saw her in her dance, and he says, I liked your, and I won't say the way he said it, but he says, I like your behind. Call me later. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, bat, bat, bat. Uh -huh. And then she introduces this guy to Molly, and they go off, and she is beaten and raped by this guy and his two, I don't know, bodyguards. Or oh, lovely. Impression. Wow. It so is this absolutely horrible. This movie doesn't miss a beat. Okay. No, this this film makes Tarantino look like a feminist. Mm. Seriously. Ouch. And it's just like, as much as I am hating this film, and I am hating, I'm giving it away. <laughs> as much as I'm hating it, this film, we get to this scene, and it's like, seriously, you can get it that much worse. Oof. So, yes, that is the scene that made me feel even ickier. You know... They invented the shower because of this film. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. What other questions well, do you have? Were there any performances that were notable? No. Not one? No. Okay. Just terrible acting. I, I, Is there anything to recommend this movie? Is there any no. possible? Well, okay. If you are a old creepy white guy. <laughs> okay. And you want to rent a film that's not got an X on it because you like to stare at this kind of thing, then that film is for you. Okay, so basically you're saying that if you're looking for softcore porn, 
It's not that soft. Oh. I mean, Yikes. the one thing that I think the one way they avoided the X is there is no male frontal nudity. Yeah, okay. Although, well, to be fair, there might have been. Um, what? There was, well, I, 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 all right. So Max assigned to this film. And Max assigned this film not realizing that it is almost, not quite, but almost impossible to watch. Netflix, I think it's because of the NC-17. Mm. Netflix, does, Netflix doesn't have it. Um, YouTube didn't have it. iTunes didn't have it. They did still have it as a DVD on a certain large, big box online real retailer. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until too late that this was the case. And so I actually had to order this online with next day delivery. Um, oh, I'm so quite sorry. A, uh, not sorry enough. Mm. Uh, this film should come in a big, plain brown box with saying, handle with care, use gloves. Um, but so you're it, telling me that the what, like you picked a movie out of the package and now you have crabs? <laughs> uh, that would actually make me feel better. Mm. Um, it's... No, I mean, I don't like Kyle MacLachlan. I, I guess for he, he does a really good job as a sleazy. Uh, I don't even know what you would call him. He was referred to as a pimp, but he he's like one of the. I think he's supposed to be the Stardust's talent wrangler or show oh, okay. producer director. Yeah. yeah, and oh, he portrays a sleazy Las Vegas show producer just fine. Hey, he's, um, he's, no he's done some stuff I liked. I liked him in Twin Peaks. Yeah, uh, he was good in Blue Velvet. Actually, one of my, my notes was, all I see is an Atreides I want to kill. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, uh, you don't like Nomi. And I quite honestly, the way the script is written, I don't know that anyone could make her likable because she's nasty to everybody. Mm. And the idea is that she has this past, whatever, that makes her mistrustful of people when you get to las vegas and everybody you meet is trying to help you and be nice to you first you should know something is dreadfully wrong <laughs> yeah you've fallen into like, an alternate reality yeah there's there's a ship and a floating cow or something they're they're beaming up bovines you know there's, <laughs> there's something really you're not in the right vegas um but you should seriously take a look at your very young life, because I think she's supposed to be like 25 at best. Mm. You should take a look at your long, young life and realize that some serious mistakes have been made, and they're probably yours. Mm. Um, so she's you, you just don't like her, and she's the protagonist. Um, so she meets Molly, and you like Molly, but then you're like, Molly, why are you so stupid as to keep like inviting this woman to your home, and then when she does horrible things to you, not kicking her out? Mm. Because Do you should. Does Nomi change at all through the movie? No, not at all. So there's no, no there's no character arc. So, well, I can't <laughs> character arc. Can, um, can you define a flat line as an arc? <laughs> by it, by ma mathematical definition, no. Uh, so the idea, I guess, I guess, <laughs> is the tooth extraction still available? Um, <laughs> The idea is that she's had this really bad past, which you eventually find out about. And this is part of the Mary Sue thing where you're supposed to feel sorry for, I guess, is that she had a bad past. Uh, her parents died. I guess she grew up in a bad foster situation or, or on the streets or something, except mm -hmm. in her case, I think it's the streets of Laredo, <laughs> um, or, you know, just the song. Um, 
and then she decides that her her goal is to become the biggest name in Las Vegas, except that the show that she's like the star of is it's called Goddess. And the woman who's ostensibly the star is supposedly really well known. And it's like, okay, if you say so. Um, That's Gina Gina Gershon's character. uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, dear. I think I blocked it. I don't care. Wow. Don't care. Um, Her name was um, Crystal something. Yes, Gina Gershon. Yeah. Yes, Gina Gershon. Chris, Chris, yep. Yeah. Um, and this show is dreadful. It's called Goddess. It's it's kind of like the musical version of Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> or maybe it's like Xenu the musical. There's a volcano, and people come out in their spangly gold Las Vegas outfits. Then they pull them off, and they just come short of having sex on stage. Oh, okay. Sort of sort of to the beat. Sort of. <laughs> um and you know uh, she basically the idea is that she has self-respect from when she starts the movie okay (laughs) and then to get this part she basically has to become as mean as everybody else in Las Vegas which quite honestly she kind of was anyway Mm -hmm. Um, she actually knocks the star down the stairs intentionally yeah who oh my hip and she goes to the hospital and it turns out that that's actually how this character crystal got her try at the stage she not she did something similar to somebody else ah okay Um, so this is like two showgirls enter one showgirl leaves yeah well yeah kind of it's it's also not entirely showgirls beyond thunderdome I would rather watch that. Um, <laughs> it's not entirely unlike the way that Sue Ann Nivens got her part on the uh, Happy Homemaker okay. and the Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> um, yeah, so the idea is, and then once she gets the star position, she realizes the error of her ways. Mm. And so she gets the star position. They're going, they, they have made her a star. She's got, you know, everything she wants except her friend Molly got raped. Mm-hmm. And she goes and takes care of that. Which in a in a very unbelievable scene, um, she, she she beats up the guy, uh, um, and yeah. So with her name on the billboard, her face plastered all over Las Vegas, she walks out on the show, hitches a ride with the same guy she hitched a ride what? with in the beginning of the film. Well, I assume then and, she beats up, takes his truck, and gets her suitcase back, right? Well, she she holds the knife on him, and she yeah yeah I'll get your suitcase, and they ride off into the sunset with. Her. With the near holding the knife on him. That's it. And, That's how it ends. She rides yeah, off holding a guy and, at knife point. Yeah. Suitcase. And she basically says, I got, I found myself. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so if an arc can be in the shape of a wart, <laughs> then yes, this, this story has an arc. Uh, so we're, so you're, the yeah. audience is supposed to believe that she has changed and grown, but you don't, you, you don't think that show that's visible at all. Well, so she has no integrity, right? Because she walks out on this this, this amazing show. <laughs> um, and she leaves her friend Molly in the hospital. You'll be fine. And it's like, okay. Um, I guess she paid the bill, I guess. Or maybe mm-hmm. no. She, uh, no, the, I forget. The, the, no, no, no. The clinic played, paid for Crystal's bill because it's, you know, they're, they're I guess, workman's comp. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> Well, you know, um, you don't want to mess with the Vegas Showgirls Union. They are they are a tough crowd. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where would this rank in, like, awful movies? Because you and I have both seen a lot of awful movies. I mean, is this up there with The Room or... Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, no. It, it doesn't come close to The Room. The Room is fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can enjoy The Room. I mean, at least, um, is this, is, does the production value is okay? Does it look decent? The sets? So they... You don't believe for an instant that these shows are taking place in Los Angeles. Yeah, you said that. Just does, I mean, how does it look? I mean, how's the camera work? How's the pacing? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Speaking. Well, I had. I did have to watch this in two parts because okay. originally the the timing was, oh dear gods, I'm not going to get it in time. I better order it next day. I can watch the first half before work and then the second half before work and then we do the show. So I had to cut it in, in half. And what I was giggling about earlier when you asked about um, is there any male frontal nudity, I said I don't know because at one point, and I, I apologize to our listeners for the, um, the uh, bluntness of this next statement, but at one point I needed to use the restroom and decided that I did not want to stop the movie because I wanted to miss part of it. Oh, okay. And could only see half the screen at the time. <laughs> so I saw the rear end, the stunt bottom, if you will, <laughs> of Kyle McLaughlin. So I don't know if he was facing the camera uh, and then turned. So you don't know so, if you see little Kyle or not. Right. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go back to the, the last film that made me this uncomfortable. And quite honestly, uh, this... This film makes that film look tame. The last film that made me this uncomfortable was e uh, Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. Oh, boy. Um, if I had to watch either this or that, I would rather watch Science Crazed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which, oh, don't even say that. A film that none that. of you have seen. <laughs> it's a, it is oh. currently the worst film that Max and I have yeah. ever been able this to find. Is, but that film's just boring. Yeah. This film is is actively uncomfortable. Okay. It is vile. It, I, 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 many times in my notes, the word vile pops up. Vile, 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 vile. Um, you don't like the characters. I hate the director. I hate Kyle MacLachlan. I hate Las Vegas. Um, the, at one point, there's a, a fight breaks out in a dance club for no reason at all. It just does. Okay. Because the, one, one of the characters, one of the new, new characters who's helping Mary Sue otherwise known as Nomi, uh, has to be fired. And so the only reason that makes sense is for the fight to break out where he's a bouncer and they just fire him. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. So this film to me feels like a white guy's view of strong women characters. Because not only are they all horrible, not only are they all flashing their breasts all the time and more, because this being NC-17, you can see all of the female nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is not being used in any artistic way whatsoever. Well, this is the guy who gave us Basic Instinct. Well, I never saw Basic mm. Instinct. And now I'm not going to. Uh, I did see RoboCop and um, Starship Troopers, though. Mm. So it's kind of like having seen Basic Instinct. <laughs> no, not not even a little bit. So, and the reason I say this is like a, a greasy white guy's version of strong women characters is that all of these women who are already in various forms of undress through most of the film, anytime there are two of them near each other, they are on the verge of having a lesbian sex scene. Oh, okay. Because as you well know, all women, straight or gay, secretly want to have sex with each other. Because that's, that's, uh, and, and uh, they want to do it if so men that men watching. can watch Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So um, that there is, I swear, there is not a woman involved in any form of the directing, writing, lighting, or hell, even the grips. There are no <laughs> women on set 
that aren't being filmed in various stages of undress. Well, I can't, I can't um, speak to that, but okay. It is a truly hateful film. Let me ask you something. Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the Bechdel test is uh, created by Susan Bechdel. I believe she wrote Fun Home. She's a graphic novelist. And it's the idea, it's how you can tell, it tells you something about a movie. And you ask, are there at any, is there at any point two female characters, named female characters, who have a conversation that's at least 30 seconds long that is not about a guy? Um, her, her name's Allison, by the way. Um, oh, Allison, I, excuse me, you're right. Yeah. And here's the thing. There may actually be a moment <laughs> in the film where two of the female characters are speaking about work. Okay. And not men. Yeah. But they're doing it in such a way that I can't... I won't allow this film in any way, shape, or form to pass that test. Even if it is factually correct, if in this scene there is dialogue between two female characters and their main characters, and they are not talking about men at all, I refuse to let it pass. Okay, fair enough. So, like, I'm amazed that this did not start the Me Too movement, honestly. This film is... If this film came out today somehow, if somehow this film were allowed to come out today... It would set back the Me Too movement. Mm. It is so horrible to women. Um, and I, I, somebody could say that I'm wrong, and I, I really doubt it. But there is... It's just, it's just so gross. It is so sleazy and greasy. Mm. Um, strangely, and I looked, the, looked at this um, just, just before we did the show, and apparently his point... Whose point? Paul Verhoeven. Okay. And it makes me want to hoove. He said, the reason I did this was to show that Vegas is not a nice place. And that is basically what the movie is all about. Uh, okay. Okay. Really? You can do that and still not be as insulting and horrible to women yeah, as you who, are. Who would have known that a city that was cre- basically created by a professional gangster and was run by the mob for a long time is not a nice place. I'm shocked. And the thing that kills me is I want to say that in 95 when they made this film, wasn't this around the time that Vegas was trying to at least start doing its, hey, we're clean and squeaky for families now thing? I think they were. I think that was when they were trying to become family friendly <laughs> and they started having Cirque du Soleil and so forth. Yeah, and I guess this is Paul Verhoeven. is <laughs> saying, no, they're not. <laughs> um, it's just... Uh... I, mean, I, I can tell you there. You walk down the strip in Vegas, you don't see topless shows. I mean, or rather, maybe they're coded and I don't know them. But uh, well, don't you see them? Aren't they being handed out in? Well, they don't have uh, uh, pay phone booths anymore. Um, but aren't they being handed out with flyers? Yeah. And stuff? yeah I mean, well, when I was there for it, Comdex, but, yes, there were guys on the street handing out flyers for uh, X-rated shows and uh, to tell you which bus to take out to Pahrump, Nevada, where prostitution is legal. <laughs> I kid Pahrump. you not. That's the name of the town, Pahrump. Oh, I'm glad I learned. Something. I didn't get a. I didn't get a Pahrump out of that guy. <laughs> Give the governor Pahrump. Yeah. So, but this is a little. I think this is literally supposed to be the Stardust. So oh. one, and I think the Stardust is one of the hotels that has recently gone in the way of the Dodo, as that's what Vegas does. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is not a show that I would believe for a second was in the Stardust, hmm. or 
or the Flamingo, which is also gone, or any, like one of the big names. Sands, yeah. Yeah, Lashio. this is supposed to be one of those. Apparently, I guess they shot it in France or something, oh. which is even more bizarre. Mm. Um, yeah, so no, mm. no, just no. Whatever you, I don't remember what you asked. The answer is no. <laughs> okay, doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Got it. No, no, well, yeah, again, if there is a scene where it does, no, it doesn't. So basically, you are saying you are disqualifying it from the Bechdel test for shoving, basically. <laughs> yes, it, 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 there is a, a, what is that, a, a violation, yeah, a, a technical violation. a technical violation. violation. Okay, yeah. Red, red card, got it. I, yeah, there's... Uh, okay, well, hang on, well, let's get to the... This is the thing that I'm sure people want to know, because it's been pretty hard to tell from, from this so far. So what would you think of this movie? Did you like it? The Roundup. So the second... Second... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really hate you. Uh... <laughs> The second, the second title of this series is "Are We Still Speaking?" And remember that word I used a moment ago. No, yeah. whatever the uh. answer. No, we are not. Max and I are no longer speaking. Uh, we well. are going to split this podcast into Max movies and Mike movies, and you'll have to listen to them both because I'm not talking. No. Um, here's one of my notes. This will give you an an idea. The sexual tension of the doggy chow scene. Doggy and you know what? I'm not going to explain it. Too bad. You want to oh, find out what that means? You watch no, the movie. I really don't want to. Suddenly, there's a boat convention. <laughs> In the desert. Sure, why not? Yes, boat convention. Uh, I said, this film gives exploitation a bad name. Oh. Wow. Each scene is a warped pearl in a demented necklace of shame. Uh, I have never looked forward to the end credits more in my life. <laughs> I hate everyone <laughs> seriously it's just so nasty it has no redeeming characters even this poor character molly it's like you get to see her destroyed because reasons mm. um i uh, so the, the idea behind the series besides killing max is <laughs> that we're playing a little bit of sort of theatrical poker and what happens is we're each going to make up our hand out of a film that we inflict on the other ones. Uh, we're going to be playing four hands. This was the first one. Uh, I played my hand, which I thought was a decent hand, which was um, Sherlock sure. Gnomes. Yep. And uh, I played Showgirls. I, so. I had a pair of threes. Yeah. Max had a full house. Okay. Max, I totally bow to this first round to you. This is an awful, awful, awful film. It is so mean to women. Mm. It is so... Uh, what's uh, exploitative it is so slimy um because here's the thing this is what if if paul verhoeven <laughs> i think we're all going to be hooven after the end yeah, of this film yeah. if paul verhoeven's point was to show how bad vegas is for one thing i think we already know I, like this is like not some sort of secret this would be like showing you know kearney nebraska that is a vile pit of scum and villainy like <laughs> i'm going to do a tell-all film about kearney nebraska and i apologize to kearney nebraska. i'd watch the heck out of that <laughs> but it's like you're, you're not telling us anything we don't know and you're making it worse <laughs> so as bad as vegas might be the shows that are depicted in this film don't happen so uh. whatever um, you hate everybody. Um, you, you, you hate the people who are visiting Las Vegas. You hate the people coming to see these shows. Um, it's just, uh, it's just nasty. It's just plain old <laughs> up, down, left, right, nasty. Um, I, there's literally no 
redeeming quality to this. And it's over two hours. It's not even short. Ooh. It is over two hours to make this point. Well, and I, I broke this film up. I would go up and get a glass of water, hoping that it, in my absence it suddenly combusted. <laughs> I would not have mind, minded losing my CD drive at all. Um uh, it got a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm amazed it's that high. Yeah, it sounds rather high, higher than you make it sound. Yeah, the Metascore is 16, which is much closer Ooh, to, wow. to the reality. So, just no. That's no. out of 100, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's 200. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Okay, so what you're saying is this hand, you win. I won. You win, Vic- you victory win. Victory is mine! Yes, however... Yeah. This is only the first of four hands. Yep, this is true. It's anybody's game at this point. It is. So tell me, what are you going to do to me next week? So next week, Max, I found Yikes. for you Uh-oh. a charming, lovely, 24-carat little nugget of joy. Oh, good. This I completely believe that this will be a wonderful movie. Tell me. Now, I know how much you love musicals. Oh, I do. I really do. So I went looking for a musical that I'm hoping... Mm-hmm will be the winning hand for next round. And what I'm going to do is I'm also going to let uh, or have you let the viewers in because we're going to show our hands this this show, but oh, actually okay. go Hold through them. them. Yeah. All right. So my, my hand this round as I lay my cards down, and I hate using that metaphor now because it reminds me of this film that took place in Vegas, but it didn't. <laughs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> Deep breaths. Go to your happy place. Yes, enjoy the word breath because you're not going to be doing that for long. All right, so you won the first round. It's over. It's over. Yeah, fine. Okay. Your film, my Mm. hand for the next round. Yes. As a charming little nugget (laughs) called Mm. Repo, the Genetic Opera. Oh. From what I can tell. Isn't Paris Hilton involved in that somehow? Why, yes, she is. She's oh, in it. Lord. I oh. think she's the biggest name in this oh, film. Oh, you awful, awful man. It is a musical. It is all about a dystopian oh. future mm-hmm. that apparently takes place inside a uh, um, hot topic, because that's how people are dressed. <laughs> um, and that's my idea of pretty much a dis- of a post-apocalyptic universe, sure. It apparently is a musical that has to do with um, organ legging. Organ legging. You mean yeah. illegally but, stealing people's organs and selling them on the black market? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I'm what's sure that? it will be wonderful. So for the following episode after that, Ugh. what is your hand going to be? Well, I think I've already lost, quite honestly, because at least I can say that the, the movie I picked has one real actor in it. <laughs> Are you saying that Paris Hilton is not a real actor? Uh, I'm saying that, and most of the civilized world is saying that. If you're uh, really lucky, she sings. Oh, no, no, no. No, don't even joke. Don't even joke. Singing Paris Hilton. Yeah, I, I really went, I kind of went easy on you with this one. This one is one I you haven't seen, and I feel as a gamer... You should. This kind of ties way back into our D&D series. No, no, wait, because we've seen a lot of things like Hawk the Slayer. And, this uh... is different. Okay. This is Rona Jaffe's Uh-oh. Mazes and Monsters. Um, based on her award-winning book? Yeah, based on her award-winning book. This was a scare flick from the early 80s that was basically a thinly veiled attack on Dungeons and & Dragons. And you're saying and it, that there's a real actor in it. What possible actor could anyone have heard of that's in this? That would be film? a Mr. Thomas Hanks. Oh, yes, a very very young, 
pre oh, this might, I don't know if it's his first role. It's definitely one of them, but it's one of his one of his earliest roles because he looks like he's about fourteen. And he still actually looks, but you can still, he's very recognizable as Tom Hanks. And this is, this is not only, I, I have seen this. The, one of the differences here, I've seen this movie. I saw it when ah. it came out. I watched, it was, you know, I made for TV, hated this movie. <laughs> and it made, it totally, he was shocked straight. Max stopped game. I never went spot. near that game again. I did, I, I realized the error of my ways and I renounced Gygax and all his works. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think by that time I had stopped playing D anD D and was playing the game that uh, Mike Dan and I designed. Hmm. But anyway, oh yeah, he's listening. Oh yeah, uh. oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is not only a bad movie. This is an embarrassing, painfully embarrassing portrayal of gaming at all. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, so we're, I'm going to introduce a little something because having lived through the first hand, mm-hmm. I'm going to allow. An escape clause. Okay. So if the movie is so bad, if this movie, if the movie you are stuck with is so bad that you're like, I really can't finish this, then you may fold. You may, you may pass. And if you do that, you will have lost the round, and you will not have to finish the movie. Okay. Make for a short episode. Ah, well, it depends how far you got. Uh, In this case, I would have gotten three quarters of the way, got to the rape scene, and turned it off. If I had thought of that ahead of time, I would have done that, because I don't need to see that, and this is, yeah. All right, well, I'm going to try, because that's a matter of pride for me. I try to get through every movie. Same here. And Mm -hmm. so at that that point, you're inflicting the pain on yourself. Yeah, if it's that bad. (laughs) So... So, dear listeners, next week we will yeah. we will view the first hand in this new yep. round, which is going to be Repo, the genetic opera. Repo, you meant Repo Man, right? That's what I'm going to watch, Repo Man with Emilio no. Estevez. Oh, no. come on! No, that this doesn't even this movie. doesn't even have Joe Estevez in it. <laughs> so no wow. Roller Gator or no uh, Roller Gator. No, no, no. So uh, next week, we will be discussing my hand, which will be yeah. Repo, the genetic opera. Remember, it's a musical with Paris Hilton. Uh, yes. And then the following week, we will do Max's hand, which is Mazes and Monsters. And at that point, we will discover who won hand two. Yes, indeed. But in for right now, I'm going to take this hand, and I'm going to slap Max many, many times, as much as I abhor violence he I'm deserves hiding. It. I'm hiding. You no. can't hit me. Now. That's Ow. Quit it. Quit so it. Hard. Ow. There. Stop it. Do you say wow, you're sorry? Actually, uh, never, because I won. <laughs> you did win, you, you, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Max Mike Movies is a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench. <laughs>